Yeah, dude, what's up? Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you. What's going on? Just watching the Sox. Yeah. Yep. Hey, they went three for three. What? Didn't they win the first three games? They won the first two. This first is game two. three tonight, yeah. We're down one nothing in the second. Yeah, I have the game cast up because the Phillies played earlier today. Yeah. Dude, you so annoying. We didn't give up a hit. Walked. Jose Altuve to lead off the game. Stole second. Stole, stole third. Sack fly Roman. Small ball. Yeah. That's okay. The Phil's lost one nothing today. Yeah. To who? The Reds? Yeah. Damn. The wor- yeah. I rather lose by 50 than lose by one in any sport. Yeah. And yo, and the Guardians are losing right now too. Yeah, is it still two one Detroit? Three one. Nice. If the Sox win and the Guardians lose, the Sox are tied for first. Yeah, and I I think I last saw I'll look this up right now. I think the last saw the Twins were or they won. Yeah, Twins won. Uh, that's fine. I mean, I, us and the Twins are even right now, so I'm less concerned about that. Yeah. We we play Cleveland this weekend, so that's gonna be a huge series. Yeah, Phil's got the Mets this uh, this weekend. Yeah, I feel like you guys play the Mets a like, I mean, I know it's a divisional team, but I feel like you've played a, the Mets a bunch recently. No, we we just had, we played them like I think like fourteen or I don't I don't we played them we played like the majority of of the Mets series within April and May. It was weird, and like we had huh. one like a week ago, we had one like uh, this week. I think we had one more in. in uh, in uh, September, like we we like we didn't see them for a while. Huh. Do you guys have a tough schedule to close out the year? Uh, not really. I mean, the next after the Mets, um, the next I think it's four or five series we're facing teams below five hundred. Okay. And then like September is gonna be tough. We face the Braves a couple times. Um, we end the year with Cubs. Yeah. Um, there's someone – oh, we faced the Nash a couple times. We have the Blue Jays in a, in a quick series. So, it's like hit or miss. We got we got to capitalize on, the, on those games that we're supposed to win. Yeah. I might need you to beat the Blue Jays for the wild card's sake. Yeah. That, that's fair. All right. Um, Sox got out of the top half of the second. Three up, three down. Yeah, so the Phillies after the Mets – it's Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Arizona, San Fran, Miami, Washington, Miami. Dang, no, you should win every single series that you just listed. I mean, we hopefully. Yeah, what happens? That's all you can do. Ugh. It is fun though to like. I mean, baseball was. I mean, you, you know this about for me at least. The most frustrating thing in the world. Since May, for me, May, yeah. June, July, brutal months to be yeah. a White Sox fan. Even the first part of August, brutal. And then you know we lose we lose three of four to Kansas City, and at that point it's like this team is done. Just like you keep, you lose three or four to the Royals, the worst team in the AL Central, or maybe the second worst team, but like a team you need to be winning that series to remain competitive in the in the division. 
just get beat up by them. Then we sweep the Tigers, which is like, all right, you know, at least we won, but it's the Tigers, right? Like, big deal. But then you win two in a row against the Astros, both of which were, like, late-game heroics, right? Two times in a row, it's the eighth inning that we drive in the go-ahead run. And then we ended up winning. And then it's like, all right, like, this is fun. Like, this is fun fun for me to watch, you know? We're five games above 500 for the first time this year. We won five in a row. We beat – we're beating – we're two games in a row winning against maybe the best team in baseball. I mean, it's, you could make that case. So, it's finally starting to feel a little fun. Yeah, with baseball. We end, we, end, we end the year with the Astros, actually. You guys do? Phillies do? Yeah. I thought it was the Cubs. No, nah, it's Cubs, Nationals, and three games against Houston. Ah, I was way off. Are there regular season games in October? Yeah, we end the fifth. Oh, that's why. I think – because I think the last game you play against the Cubs is like the last day of – September, and I just looked at the schedule through September, and I saw Cubs, and I thought, okay, well, then they end with the Cubs. No, it's, a, it's Thursday the 29th. That's Ronald's birthday. Yeah, I don't know what I was looking at, but I might go to that series. I told you this. Yeah, yeah. I will. So we'll, we'll see what the, uh, the wild card is looking like. Yeah. I mean, I hate to say it. I don't think you guys are going to win the division, so. No, I mean – I don't think so, but I I'm I really enjoy the Mets collapse, honestly. Are they collapsing currently? I haven't really been paying attention. I mean, they're winning, to, they're winning tonight for nothing, so you know, pretty decent. But they're only three three and a half games, I think, with the with the Braves. Yeah, three yeah. and a half. So, like, realistically, if they like, I mean, it's four nothing. So who knows? But if the Braves come back today, it gets cut down to two and a half. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's nothing. Well, the Yankees are collapsing, too, which is good, because I hate the Yankees. Yeah, fuck the Yankees. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's, uh, but then we're 10, we're 10 days away from, from. Yep. It's a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. I have a proposal to you. Okay. You know how much, like, I get annoyed at shit throughout, like, life and sport, right? Yeah. So I would like to propose to you that you give me a minute per pot to go over five things that I hate throughout the week. You think you can fit in five things in a minute? That's 12 seconds per thing. I would just... And then that's it. And then if you would like to hear me explain any of them, you, you, you'd be like, okay, this reason. Or I can just say five reasons, and then I'm good for each week. Go for it. And, yeah, I'll, if I'm curious about any of them specifically, I'll let you know. But okay. Thanks. All right. So for this week, my five are – I hate Notre Dame. I hate Manti Teo. I hate USC. 
I hate that Rudy went to Notre Dame because I love that movie. And five, I hate people that catfish. That is my five. Well, I I have a number of questions. <laughs> Go ahead. Because, well, first of all, I feel like three of those things are essentially the same thing because three of them are hating Notre Dame, hating Manti Teo, and hating that Rudy went to Notre Dame. I feel like they're all more or less the same point that you just hate Notre Dame. I do hate Notre Dame, but I love the movie Rudy. Man, I just hate Manti Teo. All right, well, so my next question is, is there a specific reason that this list is it is is the way it is this week, or I, did you just I, pick five random things? Yes. So, like, documentary came out a couple of days ago. I watched it last night. So, this week was more, like, fresh my brain, like, like just watch something. But, like, in, in other episodes, it might be five things that happened throughout the week to me. However, last night I watched the two episodes of the Manti story, and I wanted to punch my TV about a thousand. Yeah. So I take it that you hate catfishing also because of the Manti Teo thing. I hate it in general. I hated watching. Like, if you have any interest in that story, like, I would suggest the documentary was really well done. I'll say that. What's it called? I didn't even know they were making one. Uh, I think the girlfriend that didn't exist. If you just yeah. go on Netflix homepage, it's probably on the front page. Yeah. Um. <sighs> come on. But yeah, so I watched that, and then so I remember like watching it unfold, like being. I think I was in high school at the time. Um. And me just – maybe maybe it was, like, freshman year. I forget what it was. But I remember, like, hearing about the story and just being like, I hate Manti Teo. Wasn't it, got, and wasn't, it, wasn't it after um, – it was the year, it was right after they played the national championship game, wasn't it? Where they yeah. lost to yeah, – well, uh, they, they got, didn't lose to Auburn or – No, Alabama. The, they got destroyed. Alabama. That was our – what year was that? Freshman year of college? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because then sophomore year it was Florida State Auburn. Yeah, and or, Florida State won. Was it Auburn or was it? It was, was Auburn. Was that, was that the kick six year? Yeah, it was kick six and the prayer at Jordan O'Hare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jordan, where they got where Jordan I thought they were destined to win that game, by the way, just because of those two things happening. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then our junior year was the first playoff, right? And Ohio State won. Yep. Okay. Anyway, anyway. So, yeah. The Manti Teo thing would have been, that would have been what? Freshman 2012, year. 2013, yeah. Yeah. Bang. Yeah. So, those are my five things. So, I, now I can rest. Okay. Well, I'm glad you got that off your chest. I don't know if I have five things. It's been a pretty pleasant, pretty pleasant week for me. But what it has been in the low seventies and sunny every day this week. Oh my and god! I have been in heaven, dude. In heaven. I love that weather, dude. I've had my windows open all day, haven't had the air conditioning on at all. 
It's been just cool and comfortable. I went for a walk. I had to go. I had to go to the grocery store to pick up a few things after work today. I took like the, the like the long scenic route there and just like out in the breeze. It was so nice. Yeah, same here. It's been like low eighty or yeah, low eighties, high seventies, and I'm loving it. Yeah. Although my fucking apartment gets hot as shit. I don't know what the fuck it is. Like no matter what I do. It's hot as shit. Like, I don't understand it. That's how my old apartment was. It, it, like, when I lived with Scott, it was just like, I think it was because it was two floors, but the bottom floor was always freezing, and the top floor was always 20 degrees warmer. I, I don't know what it is. Like, the restaurant hasn't even been open, and it is, like, it can be roasting in my apartment at times. Hmm. Like, when I came back from my, um, from my trip, my apartment was 94 degrees. Jeez. I don't know. Whatever. I'll take this weather all day, every day, though. Yeah, me too. Dude, I, I can't wait for fall. I think I've told you, like, high 50s, low 60s, and sunny is, like, my favorite weather of all time. I'm, uh, like, 65 to, like, 77 guy. Yeah. I mean, I know it's cliche, but if I'm wearing jeans and a sweatshirt and it's a comfortable temperature, I'm in heaven. That's, like, all I want. Uh, get the hoodies out. Oh, dude, I can't wait. We're so close. And that's just, dude, like, oh, like a sunny fall Saturday where you're just, like, watching football and just, like, oh. It's just, I feel like there's more, I feel like the summer, there's a lot of energy because, like, you know, it's, like, the summer and everyone's just, like, pumped to be like, but I feel like after the 4th of July, like summer energy kind of slows down a little bit, especially because like a lot of people are on vacation. So like every weekend, like things kind of die down because people are like, especially in Chicago, a lot of people go to like lake houses in like Michigan or Wisconsin or something like that. Well, where June is always like pretty bustling because it's finally like nice weather again. Um, but then like in the fall, like, like September, October, like nobody's going away for the weekend. So the city feels more alive and it's like, yeah. Uh, no, it's I, just like I, I'm telling you, just like being around. Or sorry, last thing I'll say, but like just being around on a Saturday morning, just seeing everybody walking around with like their college gear on, like going to bars for the 11 a.m. games, like everybody's out and about around like the 3:30 time slot. Like, oh, get it, give me that nice, nice play. Um, like everyone just walking around, just like in between games, like bars and restaurants are packed, and then like at night, everybody's just like, you know their team has probably already played. So everyone just like already, already been drinking all day. They go out to the bars. And it's just like, there's just like an energy about it. That's just like intoxicating. No, dude, I agree a hundred percent because like with Philly, like everyone, you know, has like a shore house or goes down the shore like every other weekend. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, like literally like the first, I forget what it was. It might've been, it might have been, like, the second weekend of June. I don't know what it was. No, it couldn't have been that. It might have been, like, this. No, I, it might have been the first weekend of June. Like, right after the whole day, I went to a Jung's, and it was empty on, like, a Friday. And I mean empty. I mean, like, there was, like, two people. I was, like, dude. I, I talked to Chris. I was, like, Chris, like, what's the deal? He's, like, the shore. I was, like, shit, dude. Like, but then, like, come fall, like. I mean, Philadelphia is different from Chicago, but Philadelphia lives for fucking Eagles, Birds games. 
and fuck, dude. Like, there is just everyone. Everyone stays in town for the weekends. Yeah, I mean, like, Chicago fans are like, I mean, like, I think, I, I mean, I'd say Eagles fans are more passionate. The Bears fans are certainly a very passionate fan base. Yeah. So we can we do the same thing. But I was like, I mean, like, it's probably the same way in Philly. We're like, well, maybe not. I think what I like about Chicago is that Chicago is like the city for Big Ten grads, right? Iowa, Wisconsin, Indiana, Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, you know, Illinois, Northwestern, like Minnesota, all of them are not that far. And so all of those alumni move to Chicago. And so, like, you just get a good Big Ten presence here, which I love. Yeah, I, I don't, like, I don't feel like Philadelphia is a good college football town at all, to be honest with you. Oh, turn it. No, they're not going to. It's all too big. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, you get, like, your Penn State fans. But, I mean, other than that, like, there's no, like, good football schools. Like, I bet there's plenty of, like, you know, like, I don't know, Rutgers alum. Temple, I mean, like, yeah, but no. They don't and then, like, you, who else is there, like? There's no other schools in Jersey. There's no other – like, Delaware has nothing. Yeah. Um, I feel like the suburbs of Philly are better for, like, college football than, like, as, like, fan bases. Not, like, fan bases, but, like, people that are fans of college football. Yeah, that's fair. I think Chicago might honestly be one of the best college football cities in the country. Yeah. I can bet you that. Because, like, you get, like, all – like. You get all the Big Ten guys. Like, you get all the yeah. Big Ten schools. Like, there's not, like, a site. That would be, like, maybe Atlanta for the SEC. But, like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, no, I agree with you. Which I love. Because, I mean, like, to me, the best thing in the world is a college football Saturday. And and we're Oh, no, to no. It, okay, good. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I'm just saying, it was close to it. Yeah. But, uh, oh, they're so close. It's all like I, I basically say it's a week for me until college football because a week from tomorrow I'm I'm going to Michigan and then like I'm on vacation and then it starts on Saturday. Yeah. I mean it like I'm more of like a like actual day type of, type of guy, so like it's a week and a half for me, but, like, I'm jazzed up for it. And, like, next weekend, Whitehall starts. So, like, my routine is going to get down, like, quick. Like, even this week, like, my, like I was getting back to the gym. Like, I was doing my like, normal things. And then, like, so the week, next weekend, Whitehall starts, college football starts. And then, like, that Monday, my school starts with all the kids. So, like. It's we're, it's gonna be awesome. I'm I just need that routine again. Yeah, no, I get you. I get you. But that's gonna be insane. Like Monday through Thursday, like work, work at the school, go to Dick's, go to the gym, and then Friday it's go to the school, go like teach, drive an hour and a half, go to the gym, go to a Whitehall game. And then either sleep over at parents and then come back to Philly or sleep over at parents and then go up to Penn State. But then on Sundays, I've elated. It's like my back half of the weeks during like the fall are insane. Like, and I go out usually on Thursday nights. Like, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. 
I feel like um I yeah I feel like Fall Fridays like I feel like I do more stuff on Fridays in the fall than I do on Fridays in the spring or I mean in the summer. Like I feel like summer is like a big like Saturday thing, but I feel like the like a Fall Friday night is like I don't know maybe I, that's just my friends, but oh uh, I feel like summer is more like. People are more inclined to go out on like a Tuesday night. Yeah, no, I, yeah, because like every night it's like, yeah, just go grab a couple of drinks. Where like in the fall, it's like you wait for the weekend. Yeah, yeah, because then and like honestly, like in the fall, it's like okay, I know I'm probably gonna get fucked up like on Saturday because of football or on Sunday because of football. Like, there's just that like okay, it's not just like in summer where it's like, oh, like, oh, that was not a sorry. I'm going to be doing that a lot. No, I can tell. But, All right. So, yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just saying how, like, it, like in, in the summer, just, like, some of my friends, like, on weekends, like, oh, like, some friends are going out or going away on vacation. Like, all right, let's go out on Monday or Tuesday just for fucking it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've done that, like, like a lot of times, I mean, I, I, I mean, Thursday is close enough to the weekend, but like a lot of times, if I go to the office on Thursday, we go out to happy hour and just like have a couple beers, like stay out, like you know. Thursday, I'm like I we've gone over this before. But Thursday night was my favorite night to go out in college. Oh, I, I completely agree, completely, hundred percent. And I think even now, Thursday is one of my favorite nights to go out in, like even with like a a full time job. I like going out on a Thursday if I am, like, if it's not, like, just a hangout, if it's actually, like, doing something. Like, if I'm going to a concert on a Thursday, I love it. Like, Thursday might be the best night for concerts. Um, because it doesn't take away, like, a Friday night or a Saturday night. But it also, like, you're close enough to Friday where, like, you know, it's the next day's Friday. If you're out, like, midnight and you, like, don't get a ton of sleep, it's like, well, it's, you know, it's Friday. I can slack off a little bit, you know? Yeah, exactly. Ah, Jesus. Gotta love it. Yep. He's the White Sox just cannot touch for Amber Valdez. We're, he's perfect gaming us so far. He's got, there have been seven outs recorded. Four of them have been strikeouts. Like, we cannot touch this guy. Let's jinx it. And then this guy just put a roll. Oh, let's go. Get to that. Get to that base. And a boy. I don't know who this guy is. He's a guy we just called up from AAA. Batting ninth. Never he heard breaks, of him. He break it up? He just ripped a double, yeah. It's because it's you jinxed and, it. And he made good. And he made a hell of a play at shortstop the, in the last half inning. There's been so many guys that have been called up around the majors from AAA or AA or whatever that have gotten, like, hits the first at-bat. Like, I saw, like, Mets uh, – one of the Mets guys that they called up today, his first hit was a home run in his first at-bat. Right. Yeah, this wasn't his first at-bat, but, I mean, he had been, like, called up very sparingly for, like, you know, like a doubleheader type thing where he would just, like, kind of be, like, a, you know, like a situation guy or, like, a pinch runner or something. But, um, anyway, we're – <laughs> our regular shortstop and regular backup shortstop are both on the uh, IL, so we had to go to the minors, and this guy will take that all day. 
Yep. Yep. So. Yeah, I love that though. Plug and play. So we got one out, man on second, top of the top of the card. Let's see what we can do here. And that turn lineup with him too. Damn. Well, yeah, I mean it's the third inning. We're, yeah. we're just getting back to the yeah. So anyway. Uh, well, I feel like there was a few things that we yeah there's... tabled talking about until today. Yeah, there's Clifford, there's Penn State, there's like recruiting. Was it all Penn State football related? I'm pretty sure it was, honestly. Let me look back at the text. Well, what do you? I mean, like while you do that, what do you? I sent you the thing today. Like, regardless of Kenny Pickett the player, I just feel like you would have been pissed that they compared a Penn State guy to a Pitt guy. It's just disgusting. And, like, what frustrates me the most is that they had one good year. One. Yeah. And it's like it – like like, And the fact that their stadium still could not be filled last year when they were, what, 10-2? and two, Like, it just makes – I fucking hate that. They literally won fucking the ACC, yeah. Yeah. I hate that school. And the fact that I lost so much money on that game was not even funny. Dude, yeah, yeah. Like – Honestly, if that pl- that Kenny Pickett play where he like runs and he uh, he scrambles and fakes the the slide, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. like it, I wish, like it haunts. That's a, such a G like play. Like that is a legendary play, and it's from a pick guy, and yeah. like they change the rules for it too. But then the fact that that was a third and five, you watch that play. It was third and five. They 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 had to blitz on like. And then I just watched that, – that was in my face, too, in Vegas. In my face, fakes it, and then I, like, oh. Yep. Damn, dude. Damn. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, who uh, who was the guy? It was um, – the show I was listening to was – damn it. Another strikeout. Top, top of the lineup. Um, it was Nicole Auerbach and um, – Oh, I can't think of his name. Ben Hartsock. Ben Hartsock was the guy who was saying that Penn State could be a sleeper team in the Big Ten. Yeah, I like I, I, yeah, sleeper. But like honestly, to me, Ohio State is unreal good. Like CJ Stroud, um. What's his name? Smith and Jim. Jack, like, yeah, Jackson, Smith and Jim. And they have Travion Henderson, who, yeah, like... And he's a sophomore. And their defense is for, like... I I honestly don't see Ohio State losing this year. I said that last it's, year. Well, yeah, I mean, first, it just comes down to the defense, in my opinion. But then they just got the best off the defensive care coordinator in the fucking land. Who's that? The dude from Oklahoma State. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, like, like it. I. It's it, it. It if I was a betting man, like I, I don't want to do you it. You are a betting man. <laughs> I am. I don't want to do it, but I want to bet Ohio State to win the national title this year because I think they're just gonna roll over everyone. I mean, I feel like Alabama is the team to beat. Like until I'm proven wrong, I don't think yeah. that. I mean, I, I mean, I think Ohio State has a legitimate chance, but I think that 
I agree that Ohio that Alabama is the best team in the country. With, I, think, I think I think I think Bryce Young is a better quarterback than CJ Stroud. I think I think Alabama is better defensively, and I think that I mean just it's Alabama. Like I I agree. I I think we're it's on a collision course for Alabama Ohio State. I don't see like I think Georgia takes a step back. Damn it! I think. I don't think Clemson does anything. Like it's Dude, really okay. Ohio State and Alabama. That's All right, wait. All right, so that's fair. But I, I want to talk about this. Let me take a sip of water. Then I want to talk about this because I don't think we ever dove into the specifics. The preseason AP poll. What a joke! Where did this Clemson being ranked fourth come from? Out of absolutely nowhere. But who do you put up there? I, not not Clemson. Clemson is maybe top fifteen, but they're certainly not top five. And after last year, what did they change? DJ Uyunglele proved nothing to be anyone last that year. That defense. That defense. Yeah, but like I don't know. I feel like, um, geez, I don't know. I feel like no. I mean, maybe maybe I, mean, I hate saying Notre Dame, but I mean, Notre Dame. It, to me, Notre Dame, like to me, I don't care. The top three is the top three. Like that's correct order. You can maybe. I mean, hey, yeah. Well, it was Georgia, Georgia was three, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, again, I, I said this before, and I'll say it again. I think you're defending that. Randy Dash team should be number one. Yeah, you should be number one. Hey, whatever. However, those <laughs> three. That's top three. Whatever. However, after that, what do you do? Because Notre Dame is going to get walloped, walloped the first week against Ohio State. Um. Michigan, like, I think they just got points because of last year. Yeah. Like, Clemson, like, it's it's Clemson. They've been the top brand for, what, three, four years now, except for last year? I mean. Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think, like, I mean, I feel like Iowa had, I mean, I don't know who Iowa lost, but, I mean, they were good last year. I feel like they'll be good this year. Um, but I'm just saying, like, I agree with your point. That there's not like a logical number four, but like I feel like there were certain teams that ended the year better than Clemson and didn't like fall off a cliff in terms of losing guys. So I, I mean, but I, I think it is just like the Clem. Oh, like people are saying, oh Clemson like had it like I know they had a rough tough a rough start to the year, but they came back and finished fairly strong. And oh, it's Clemson, so let's just throw them in a number four. I feel like that's like how it came to be. But I, I mean. Feels like kind of a kind of a their their defense is going to lead the team lead the lead the team and like you, you think able, you think without Brent Venables they'll still be able to do that I mean I know they have the talent but I think that Brent Venables was the See, best defensive coordinator in football yeah I mean that's a question no one knows um, I think they like to me it's like the dude they promoted it it wasn't like they went outside. It was a dude that was in the program. They did that for both offensive and defense. They lost both offensive and defensive coordinators. But yeah. with that, I feel like if you are under someone, like a Brett um, Venables or say even like um, – like, I don't even know. Like even someone under fucking um, Bill O'Brien, offensive coordinator at Bama, or, any, or yeah. under Lincoln Riley for that matter. Who's now head coach? Like you're gonna like you pick up on things. You're like these aren't guys, and especially at a program like Clemson, you're not gonna just bring 
like promote a guy that doesn't know his shit or anything, or have a guy in the first place coaching that doesn't know his shit. So like, yeah, no, yeah, I, I guess yeah. When you hire internally, I mean this. I mean the 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 like the uh, like the, the the scheme and the style probably will be similar. No, it, it's probably a hundred percent the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So. But it just matters about aggressiveness, and then I mean development, like that type of thing. But we'll yeah. see. But honestly, I I can see the top three not changing at all until Georgia loses the Alabama SEC title game. But I can see like all these teams like below them just being all over the place. I think we might like outside of Alabama and Ohio State, I think we're gonna see the craziest fluctuation of teams. Like I don't think it's like a 2007 season where like number one, number two, we lose every other week. But I think like four through 25, you're going to see so much fluctuation between the teams jumping up and then dropping and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. And I, yeah, I, I, I think that there is a, maybe it's like this every year. I, I don't really remember, but like, yeah, to your point, I mean, after number three, I mean, I agree. Alabama, Ohio State, and Georgia are the three best teams. I don't think anybody will argue that. But after that, there's not really a clear, like, like it's kind of just up for grabs. Like, the teams that were good last year, Michigan, they lost, like, their entire defense. They lost all their good players on defense. Um, so, who knows what they're going to be like. You know, we talked about Clemson. Notre Dame is always, just in my opinion, overrated. Um, who else? Like, Iowa. You know, who knows? Um, I was like, ranked. Iowa? It's not ranked. They're not? They're not. Who are the four big uh, – Michigan, Michigan State, Ohio State, and who's the fourth? Wisconsin. Oh, that's surprising to me. Okay. Well, anyway, um, who's like five – so five is Notre Dame. Who's six through ten? Uh, Texas a Yeah. Michigan, Utah. Yeah. Uh, I think nine's like Oklahoma. Okay. Let me look, Rob. Yeah, so it's Notre Dame 5, Tessam, Utah at 7, Michigan at 8, Oklahoma at 9, Baylor at 10. Baylor? That kind of came out of nowhere. Granted, yeah, I mean, I guess. 12 I, yeah, I guess they did, yeah. And, the, and they beat Michigan State in whatever bowl they were in. Todd yeah. Bowl, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Just, you, never, you don't really think of Baylor about it as a top 10 team. But anyway. Okay, yeah, so I, I think there's going to be – yeah, I mean, we'll see. I hope there's not a fluctuation because that would be good for Penn State, assuming we can win. I, listen. Because just considering our schedule, we have, like if, – if, if we go undefeated up until the end of September, right, we are winning big enough games, I guarantee you, that the winner of the Purdue-Penn State game, regardless of the outcomes of every other game in the, in, the, in, the, in, the, in the country that first weekend, the winner of the Penn State-Purdue game will be a top 25 team when the AP poll comes out after that first week. I guarantee you. Because it's got high enough profile game between two teams who are kind of on the verge of the top 25 that they will break in. Uh, well, let me say this. I'm looking at the rankings right now. 
Purdue only had 17 votes or 17 points. Penn State had like 200, so we were like second most. No, we were fourth. So we're Penn State. Oh, we were second. We were second most in the coaches' pool. Yeah, we were fourth in the AP. Yeah, and they go by the AP voters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I think if Penn State wins, yes, only because of like Cincinnati and Arkansas face each other week one. So yeah. one of those two, and they're you know twenty and twenty or nineteen and twenty three. Um, yeah. So, like, so, like, I there's gonna be fluctuations in the bottom, the twenty five. So, I I can see Penn State sneaking in there, um, along with Tennessee might lose to fucking Pitt. Um, well, that's a ranked, isn't Pitt ranked? I think those are both ranked. Yeah, Pitt. Yeah, but Tennessee is the twenty sixth ranked team. Oh, okay. So you see what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So. I can see that happening. However, I I don't think it's an automatic. That's what I'll say. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I here. I guess we'll see. It's just like it's a high profile game. Like I think no, it is considering it's on the Thursday. Like that, and I know there are a couple of the games on that Thursday, but like all eyes are going to be on Penn State Purdue. Like that's in my opinion the biggest game of the week of the of the non Saturday week. No. Of, no, it it is 100%, dude. No, I don't like that. I don't like that. Please be slow, Jordan Alvarez. But here's the question. So, I was talking to my buddy Ian Much, the one from Penn State, uh, one that was for the Jaguars. Yeah. Does Is Franklin on the hot seat if he loses uh, to Purdue? Um, yeah. I, th- I mean, if I mean, just considering how last season went, and you start this one off with a conference loss. I mean, maybe not because a Purdue is supposed to be like you know decent enough. To ever keep saying Aiden McConnell is like this, you know, the, maybe the second best quarterback in the Big Ten behind uh, CJ Stroud. Um, so uh, maybe you give him the benefit of the doubt for Week One, a road game. Um. But I think that if we don't win nine games this year, then yeah, Franklin's on. And we need to beat either Michigan or Ohio State. But plus Michigan thing. State. How did, I, so I agree he'll be on the hot seat, but how can you, like, to me, it's like you just resigned him to, or just extended him. So how can you put him on the hot seat if you just extended him? Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I I don't disagree with that, but I mean, they re-signed him when before last season. No, I think just this off season. Was it just this off season that he signed the big deal? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure it was like I'm pretty sure it was this off season. Let me look it up. So December twenty first. So it was after the season. Yeah. Yeah. Well, see, uh, what was like? What was the deal again? How long was it? Uh, a new ten year contract. Yeah, I thought it was ten years. Yeah, that's that's actually insane to me. Like ten years for a guy who had two. I mean, you count if you count the COVID year, 
two very underwhelming seasons after having been, you know, a serious contender three years in a row. Yeah, but it's more like getting him at a cheap discount. Did they? I don't know what they were paying him. But I don't know. You got to ask yourself the question. If he, if we have another, you know, eight and four year, seven and five year, is James Franklin the best that Penn State can do? I think not. I think we can, if James Franklin is a turn, I think James Franklin would be a very good coach when he's coaching well. But if he has another, another down year, I think we can find somebody who's trending up. I, I don't. It's the Pat Chambers fucking question we've always talked about. Yeah, I know, and I to this day defend the fact that we ended up better. Look what we got. I think Michael Shrewsbury is going to be here for the long haul and is going to get Penn State in a position where we can compete for an NCAA tournament bid every year. We will see what happens. Give him another two, three years to get his recruits that's, in. That's the why I'm saying we will see yeah. what happens. Yeah, I'm not, but I ser- I have loved what I've seen out of my out of out of uh, Michael Shrewsbury. We again, we will see what happens. Um, I don't know, man. Well, I mean, it's gonna be it's gonna be weird to see. Yeah, dude. But I, but to me, if they win at Purdue, I I think there's more more of a chance they lose at Purdue than they than they do to losing at Auburn. I. To me, I think Auburn is going to be such a shit show this year. Well, they are projected to finish, like, last in the SEC, so. Like, so, like. I mean, not last. Last was never, like, the, what are they, in the, the west or the east? The, they're in the west. So then, is Vanderbilt in the west? No, they're east. That's interesting. Anyway. Yeah, I think they're projected to finish last in the, in the west. But like I like I don't see Auburn. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, but I, I mean, both games are big stages. I mean, like Thursday night on Fox, big stage. The two thirty CBS game at Jordan Hare, that's that's a big stage. I mean, just regardless of whether or not Auburn's good, no, that is right. a big stage. I'm not arguing they're big, but I'm just saying, like, so. But if they win those two games, which I think they do, I think people are overhyping. Purdue, just because of Aiden O'Connell, and I think they're giving Auburn too much credit. I think they're like, I when you look at Penn State's schedule, I don't see where they lose outside of Ohio State and Michigan. Maybe Michigan State, but then still, if you win those two games, you're almost guaranteeing yourself a nine nine win season. Yeah, I mean, people are also saying that, like, you know, Minnesota. You never know because they have. You know, they have uh, Tanner Morgan back for the 100th year, same as, you know, Sean Clifford. They have Mo Ibrahim, their running back, who got injured on the first play, like, the year last year against Ohio State. He's yeah. back. And they have Kirk Chiachara. And when he was Fuck there – Well, Fuck when he him. was there, he I was there, that, that was Minnesota's best I, team probably I, ever. I don't care. Fuck I know. I, I know. But I'm, all I'm saying is that when you put that those three pieces together, they, and who knows, maybe they can recreate it because they have the three key pieces back. I granted they have those two really good wide receivers. I don't know if they have uh, that if they have any good wide receivers this year, but um, no. 
They have the I, running back. They have the the quarterback. And they have the offensive coordinator. I I don't see if you win those two games, Purdue and Auburn. I don't see how God, you have anything less than nine wins. God. Two strike, two out, double, three nothing, Houston. Jesus. Jesus, out of the zone. Good, good location. Fastball, low and away. He just—it's their eighth. That's what I hate about the answer. It was their eight, eight, eight spot too. Dude just rips it down the line for a double. Anyway. I'll see you, We will find out in two weeks from tomorrow what Penn State looks like. Yep. I'm curious to see what the depth chart looks like when they release it. Oh, I think below is second. Like, well, I mean, quarterback or like no. Well, just I think running back will be interesting. Um, yeah. I don't know who they give it to. See, I'm the kind of person like this is where Franklin kind of bothers me. Where I think he's just going to be like, Kayvon Lee has been the the guy. He's the you know the, the veteran, so to speak, in the running back room. So he's the starter. When it's like, well, should he be? I don't know. I think I sure as hell think Nick Singleton is, you know, like the best running back Penn State has recruited in like maybe ever. So, I, so I agree to a point. Like, you know me, I'm more loyal than, and this could be a fault of my, like, so, but I also feel like freshmen need to like slowly break in. Like, look at Trevor Lawrence. Like, we know how good Trevor Lawrence was, and Trevor Lawrence was the best recruit, like, in his class. He did yeah. not get the start until, like, the fifth start. Remember that whole whole – Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, I feel like freshmen, the first two or three weeks, they have to be second string. But unless something drastic goes wrong in the offseason, I don't see why – you should put Singleton or any other freshman for that matter, like hypothetically going forward, should be your starter. Yeah. Well, so here's, here's what I'm worried about. You know, let's just assume uh, Lee is the, let me just make sure he gets this play. All right, good. Let's just make, let's just assume Lee is the, is this game one starter. Right. And the way we need to do this, I think me and you agree on this, is we need to have a, a, a featured back and then like a third down guy or something or like a situation guy, right? What I'm worried about is if, if Lee is the guy, then you all of a sudden have two five stars. Granted, I know they're true freshmen, but you have two five stars, two very highly recruited guys. Well, one's a five star, one's a four star. I thought uh, Katrin Allen was a five no, star. No, no, no. Okay. Anyway, you've got two highly recruited running backs, right? And if you do the, you know, featured back in a situation guy, that means one of them is not going to play. And then I start worrying about, like, 
you know, the transfer portal because I feel like all these college players are so trigger happy to jump in the portal the second they aren't playing, you know? So do we lose one of them if they're not getting playing time? I, so I, I, this is another thing that we we're going to talk about. Um, it, you get to a program where your, your, your players are transferring after a second or third year or like a year or two, you're becoming a, like, that's just how it is with, with good recruiting. Or like, is that a culture problem? I don't know. No, don't see, like... it, no, no, it's a culture for those kids that will not be like a Mac Jones where, where he waits three years and then goes in the draft as plays one year as a senior, but has been, has been groomed and like done all this. He, he took his time and waited and then became a first round draft pick. It's these kids that want to play right away and all that. However, if you're becoming a program like in Alabama, like Ohio State or anything like that, look at Joe Burrow, okay? Yeah. Um, he had guys in front of him wanting to play, okay, transfer, okay? If you're becoming one of those programs where you have so much talent at one position and one guy does not crack the starting rotation or even rotation for ge- in general, he's going to leave. And that's fine. I will take that. If Penn State's becoming an elite program, you're going to have that problem. And that is totally fine. Yeah, I guess that's fair. I could care less if fucking Kuzile Holmes transfers to fucking... Yeah, I don't care about him. I don't, could not but, care less about him transferring. I, I, I don't care about that. Okay? If you transfer Fort Atlantic, that's fine. And he, if he starts at Fort Atlantic, that's great. However... I'll care if fucking like someone Koziah Holmes transfers to an Ohio State and Alabama and Oklahoma State, something like that starts and then pops off. That's when I'll lose my mind. However, we haven't seen that yet in any of our recruits. I mean, the only one you could possibly say is fucking Justin Shorter. Yeah. And has he done anything great at Florida? I'll say no. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, he he's been good, but he hasn't been like. Oh yeah. my God, this guy's the best kid. Yeah, it's, you'll never, you won't hear of like Joe Burrow transferring from Ohio State to fucking uh, LSU and going off. And you know, what if Ohio State kept him? But like, there's so many, there's so many great guys ahead of Joe Burrow that like you really couldn't fault them for not starting him. They, like, yeah. that like I have no problem with the transfer form at all. Like I don't have a problem. I actually prefer to see. Oh shit, we have a running back who can't make the cut. That's probably a good sign of Nick Singleton coming to play. Like, how you're saying, like, there's these great players behind these, these, you know, so like, like, uh, stand-ins almost. Like, that's yeah. a good sign. Yeah, and like, and, and on the flip side, I mean, the transfer portal will certainly work in our benefit. I think it has already. Look, I, I mean, yeah, Arnold as a, as Abiketti or I mean, was like one of the biggest guys in the country coming out of the transfer portal. And then now, I think Mitchell Tinsley is exactly what we needed. You know, a running or a wide receiver to kind of help round out that, you know, Parker Washington, uh, you know, uh, Lambert Smith, um, you know, and you get a third guy in there. I think that was huge. Wasn't there a guy before Arnold that transferred into Penn State and then got drafted? Uh, yeah, I feel like there were. There was. Um, I'm trying to think. I could have swore there was another guy that, like, was very high, like or like he transferred in, 
then got drafted as as a Penn Stater. Part of me says you're right, but I couldn't begin to remember who. But I don't know. I'm trying to find it. I just can't find it. I don't think. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I'm, maybe I'm just thinking. No, because I, I kind of feel like you're right. I feel like there were two guys. But I don't know. I mean, Jordan Stout was a transfer. Well, Count him. Hunter, yeah. I, I could have swore. I could have swore there's someone that transferred in Penn State and then got drafted. Or something of that nature. Who knows? I was loving what I was hearing yesterday about the uh, the secondary on the Blue White Illustrated, like that that South Carolina transfer. Yeah, Johnny Dixon. Yeah, supposed to be the real deal, and that Kaylee King is supposed to be getting real good this year too. Plus, you know, with uh, Jair Brown and um, Joey Porter Jr. That's you know, I'll take that. I'll take that in the secondary. Yeah, I, I the only thing I'm worried about is the front line. I feel like historically you've had pretty good defensive line. Like, I feel like that's like historically been like a, a position that we have just been able to get guys to play well at. Yeah. I mean, I just see what happens. Yeah. Um, Is PJ Musk for back? Whatever happened? To yeah, him? yeah. He's and back. They, yeah, he's back, and they, well, that's huge. That's it enormous. is huge. I I want to see what happens with Chop Robinson. Yeah, he's the five star coming out of out of high school. Yeah, true freshman. Why do I not remember this guy? Well, he, no, he went to Maryland, but then transferred. Oh, to he transferred. State. Oh shit, I'll take that. Yeah, that could be big. So he's got some playing experience. He's been on a college roster before. So yeah, so there you go. What is he? A rusher? Or yeah, edge, edge. So there you go. You got PJ Musker in the middle. You got that guy on the edge. That's half the line with two. Yeah, but you need a rotation of some sort. Yeah, yeah, I know. And a boy. All right, two on, no outs. First and second. Go socks. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, then, well, do you think uh, – I, I also just figured this out from Blue, the Blue White Illustrated podcast that his name is pronounced Deny Denise Sutton. Yeah, I I, I, uh, I heard that the other day too. I was like, shit. <laughs> I always thought it was Danny. But anyway, uh, I mean, he. you think he'll play as a freshman? I mean, he's a guy who can get the rotation and has a ton of potential, obviously. And... So, I think – the way they talk about him, and not just Blue and White Illustrated, but, like, everyone else that I've been, like, reading or listening to. Yeah. I think he's the only freshman that burnt – him and Nick Singleton might be the only freshman that burned the red shirts. You think? Yeah. I feel like being a true freshman on the D-line, though, like, that's a position where it's hard to be, like, good out of the gate. Well, yeah, because you're, you're, you're an 18-year-old facing – 21, like, 22-year-olds that have maybe 
50, 60 pounds on you. Yeah. And the off- like a fat, yeah. but like a muscle. Yeah, the offensive line in college versus high school is like a world different. Yeah, correct. But... Um, I'm pumped. Do you want to do game day predictions? Yeah, one second. Let me uh, my iPad. All right. Are we doing it for like week zero or week one? I'm I'm doing. Um, I was talking about doing it for like the whole season, and then we do our picks for like game day. Like how how we do our picks for like week zero, week one. We'll do our like. Oh, let's go! Let's go! All right, a nice little, a nice little double. Sox got a run in second and third, no outs. Yoan Moncada, once again, guy who drove in the game-winning run both nights, Monday and yesterday, does it again with a double down the line. All right. Um, I'm not going to – I don't write – wait, so sorry. Say – I got distracted because of the – say – go start back. So we're going to do – I, I, I was doing this as, like, the whole season prediction. Yeah. And then when we go through, like, our normal picks, we do – like, since it will, like, fluctuate with, like, teams losing and teams winning and all that shit. Yeah. We, we make our actual predictions, like, during our picks, like, how we normally do it. Okay. I mean, I never have. I've never kept track of game day. No, I know. We don't. We don't. Okay. It's so I'm not. Like I'm not. Thing. I'm not writing it down. No, don't. Right. However, however, let's talk about this real quick before we do get it game day. We're gonna do picks next week, right? Yeah. For, For week, week zero. zero. Yeah. Correct. All right. We need to finalize a tiebreaker. Yeah. Well, here. Let's let's do. Are we going to do? Last year we did three games in week zero because it's a smaller schedule to pick from. Are we going to do that again? Uh, or do I, you... I believe so? Because I like I think there's only like I know there's a bunch of games, but I only think there's like three games that are actually going to be competitive. Okay, or or worth picking. Okay, so we'll only do three games. All right, so the tiebreaker. Now, and then what, what we agreed on, what, was it beer or dinner for, for the weekend in Chicago? I have no idea. Well, what is it? We need to make, we need to figure out this before we make picks next week. So I say we do it now, just so there's, we, we don't, we can just make picks, talk about college football next week, and then be done with it. Yeah, I don't know. Um, sorry, I'm distracted by this Sox game right now. All right. Walked him. 
Bases loaded, no outs. Is it 3-1? Three, 3-1. Three to one. Nice. We got uh, up to bat is Josh Harrison. We could do like a – like I feel like we've done like dinner, but I feel like that never like – it's always kind of just like we just like get dinner and it's whatever. Like maybe we should do something a little more like – like, winner gets to pick a shot and loser has to buy it, and we both have to take one or something like that. Oh, don't you. All right, well, we got to run, but Josh Harrelson just grounded into a double play. So that's not good. That's 3 2. It's 3 2. We have a runner on third with yeah. one out. The guy up is. Uh, Who's up? I don't know where in the order we are. I think the guy up is that like minor league guy who hit a double the first time. Man, he got greedy. Yeah, it is. All right, so it's it's the nine spot. No, it's Angle. It's Adam Angle, eight spot. Yeah, I forgot about Adam Angle. Adam can sometimes do something special. Let's hope this is no different. Well, he quickly looks at two strikes in a row without taking the bat off his shoulder. So, not a good start. And he looks – oh, my God, Adam Angle. Didn't take the bat off his shoulder. Three pitches, three strikes, inning over. Uh, I would lose my mind at that. God, you got to swing the bat. All right, so what are we doing for this tiebreaker? Um, total point. I so I'm just throwing out ideas here. All right, uh, total amount of points for the championship game weekend. Um, I'm fine with that. All right, that was easy enough. I was just I just threw that as an idea. Well, yeah, but that, I mean, point break, I feel like a like a point total is always like the go to tiebreaker in sports. And so and it's so national national championship game. No, no championship game weekend, like that first weekend of December. Oh, oh like conference championship, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not prices right rule. So like, if I'm over by one point, that still counts. Okay, you know what I'm saying? So like, so. It's just closest to the number of total points, and you can go over or under. It doesn't have to be the Price is Right rules. Okay. Is, is that fair? If you want, to, if you want other ideas, throw it out there. I'm just, I'm just. No, wait. Are, are we, but are we picking just one game or the whole weekend? Whole, like, whole weekend. Like all, all five Power Five conference championship games. Yeah. Every conference championship game. No, the Power Five. So. Let's say so it would be like uh, like it would be like four hundred because you think each game is going to average, you know, eighty, 80 points, points, which yeah. that's an overestimate, but that's how it would work. Yes. Okay. The other the other the other thing I want to do about this is because I feel like whoever picks second gets an advantage, right? Because you could just pick one point above or below the other person 
if I, you think at the higher low, right? So what I think we should do is if it comes down to it, we each send our numbers to Will and then he sends us each other's numbers so that we both are effectively picking at the same time without seeing the other person's numbers. Correct. I thought about this too. Um, I, I was going to write on a post-it note to Will and then have that as like the clarification and then he could send it in our group saying, okay, Nick said this number, Connor said this number. Yeah, or we can just, yeah, just text him individually and then he'll say, oh, these, these yes. are the numbers. Yes. So, okay. fair? Fair. Okay, so lock it in that tiebreaker for these picks is total amount of points during conference championship weekend for Power 5 championship games. Um, you can go over or under. Okay, it's closest total amount of points. And we have to send in our total amount of points, our guesses, to Will. Let's just say by that Wednesday um, when we make picks. Okay, I think that's fair. Lock it in? Lock it in. So, so here's the thing. So the way this will work is because we have historically picked – conference championship game weekend. So we will, if there is a possibility that we come out of conference championship weekend tied, we have, we'll we'll make picks and we'll pick our tiebreaker just in case at the same time. Correct. Yes. So Wednesday night of that week in December, we'll make our picks on this podcast like we normally do. Yeah. We will send it, will a text message, whether it be, Right on the podcast or that night, and let's say by Friday night or by by Saturday morning, Will will text in the group saying, Nick said this number, Connor said this number. Okay. And prices right rules do not apply, so whether whoever's closest, regardless of if you're over or underestimate, still wins. Correct. So if you say, if the total amount of points on that Saturday is 400, and you say it's 420, and I say it's 350, you win. Yeah, or if you say 390 and I say 420, you win. Correct. Okay, yeah. So I think we are both very clear on the rules. Perfect. Now, what is the prize? Um, what, what, are you going to be in – Chicago be, for the birds after. Yeah. So I'll be in Chicago Saturday night, Sunday all day, and then Monday night I leave. I, I'm pretty sure. Or Monday afternoon. All right. So, so, so that'll be the weekend that we do it. I don't know what the what the winner gets. This is always the worst thing to have to pick. Hold on. All right, my my flight to Chicago, Chicago at six forty six local time. Okay. My flight out of Chicago leaves at two p.m. Monday afternoon. Okay. 
So roughly 48 hours. Yeah. Now, I'll spitball ideas here. And again, I'm just spitting ball, spitballing. Yeah. If you have other ideas, of course, Sam. Dinner Saturday night. Beers in Soldier Field. Um, uh, like you said, lo- a winner picks a shot and loser buys the shots. And we both take it either, either Saturday, Sunday, or, or, or Saturday, Sunday night. Um, um, a straight, like, straight $50 bet. Or... No, I like, I like doing straight cash. That's fine. Um, I'm okay. I'm okay with beers at Soldier Field. All right. Beers at Soldier Field? That works for me. Just right, one we beer? Do, are, we, are we doing one beer or all the beers drank during Soldier Field? No, because then you're going to drain my bank account about <laughs> by halftime. So, all right. So, no. so, for, so first beer at Soldier Field is what we'll do. Okay. That's fine. And it could be any beer you want, not like domestic. There's no limit, right? No, no, no limit. So if you find fucking a fifty dollar beer at Soldier Field, you and I'm buying, you could order that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I'm saying like it doesn't have to be like a Miller Lite. It could be like a like a craft beer if they sell. Yeah, them. yeah. Pick yeah. Okay. Yeah. whatever beer you want. That beer is on the loser at Soldier Field. All right, lock it in. Lock it in. Cool. All right, I'm glad we got that figured out. All right, so now we're going to do game day picks for the entire season. Just just hypothetical, and then we'll do, like, our actual pick during, like, our picks. Yeah, okay, I got you. Okay, week one is already decided. I don't know if you already know that. Uh, I did not, but I would imagine it's Ohio State, Notre Dame. Yes. Okay. So we'll skip that. We'll go to week two. Um, who's going first? I'll just say it. I I think there's only clear one. I think it's an obvious one. Bam and Texas. I'm scrolling through this. Yeah, and I. Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. I mean, Baylor-BYU is that weekend. That's the only ranked-ranked game as it stands today. But, yeah, I would agree it's Bama-Texas. All right. Say uh, your week three. Yeah, I got to pull it up, this thing. that My internet is slow right now. I think week three, I mean, maybe – I mean, I think Penn State-Auburn has – a legitimate chance. Uh, actually, well, now that I'm looking at this, I'm going to go with um, Miami and A&M. I was going to say that, but I'm saving that. I'm saving Kyle Fielder for another week just because of schedules. Yeah. I'm, I'm going with, and I don't think it should be. I, I'm just thinking what ESPN will do. I think they're going to go to Lincoln, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and – at Nebraska. Ah, that's an interesting one. Okay. Which is another team I think is getting way too much hype for the Nebraska? record. Nebraska? Yeah. Yes. 
All right, so week four, um, this is why I saved week four, Kyle Field. I'm staying uh, Arkansas at Texas A&M for week four. Yeah, very possible. Um... Man, Wisconsin, Ohio State would have been a good one, but they're already going to beat Ohio State. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I might have to agree with you. No, but then I picked A&M the week before. Shit, that's actually tough. I'm going to go with Clemson, Wake Forest. Yeah. I was looking at that game too, but I um I I think it, Kyle Field is just a more historic and iconic stadium and location. That's 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 the only reason why I picked the game I picked over that game. Yeah, that's fair. Um, week, week six, no, yeah, week five. Oh, week five. five. Did I, did I jump a week. Come on, load. You know, I'm going to – yeah, I'm going to go – ooh, there's a couple. I'm going to go with – I'm going to go – did I already pick a Clemson game? I don't think so. I'm going to go with NC State and Clemson. I think so. I think that's going to be a top ten matchup by that time. time that yeah. Game I mean, you'll do the one there. I mean, there's the uh, Oklahoma State-Baylor. Yeah, I saw that too. But I think everyone has circled this game as the game for the ACC this year. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, granted, Notre Dame goes to Clemson if Notre Dame somehow remains relevant. No, Notre Dame or Notre Dame hopes, hosts Clemson. No, okay, yeah, but I knew they were playing each other. But yeah, okay. Week six, I'm saying Texas A&M and Bama. Yeah, I was going to say that. I mean, you got Red River, which I feel like you go to Red River like every year, but they would have already done both of those teams by our count. Um, oh, Ohio State, Michigan State? Yeah, that's the other one. Um, I, I have to go with A&M, Alabama. Assuming that A&M and Alabama are both undefeated, you can't not. And the fact that the, there was some bad blood in um, between Jimbo Fisher and Bama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like how there's already a line for that game, and it's Bama minus 14 and a half. Yeah. Yeah. All right, week seven. Who do we like? Oh, now we start – I love I love when I pull up week seven and I start seeing Wednesday night football, Louisiana versus Marshall. Yeah. Love we get Baylor West Virginia on a Thursday. I'll take that. Ooh. Sneaky game. Uh, I'm going to go with, because you always have to sneak in a Pac-12 game, USC-Utah. Agreed. And I, like the uh, NC State Clemson game, I think that game as the, Pac- the Pac-12 game. Yeah. So, I agreed. Wrote that down already. Uh, we- oh, you wrote them all down? I'm, like, scrolling through ESPN. Well, I was – I was, yeah, well, I, I was – you know me. I'm bored. Yeah, fair enough. Um, week eight, I have the whiteout. Okay. Look at this. 
Dang. I, this, honestly, I could see them doing this could be a week they go to like a, you know, FCS school. school, yeah. I see nothing in here. And like, I see nothing that like even can like turn into something either. Yeah, I mean, like, the only one that might have potential would be Texas, Oklahoma State, but they would have already done Texas like twice by then by our count. Like, it could be Red River, it could be the Alabama game, like, and I, th- uh, I think Texas lose to Bama. Yeah. And Red River, you don't know, but I'm going to say they lose to Oklahoma. So that's already two losses. Yeah. And Oklahoma State is going to Baylor. The only one, another one I can see turning into something slightly is Iowa, Ohio State. Yeah, that one I – yeah. But I, that's why I say Penn State. Uh, you know, yeah, it they, could be. It could be. We got to keep the streak alive. And they they love the whiteout. Yeah. And – were they were they at game day last year? Did yeah, Auburn. Game day last year? Oh, Auburn. that's right, Auburn. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Like I say we have like a five year in a row streak. I know. Um, and Penn State, besides, I mean, if if Penn State is undefeated, I think it's a lock. Well, the only reason why, maybe not, if Penn State's undefeated at that point. Look at the next week's schedule. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw that, but because I, then you really might be going to Penn State if they're undefeated at that. Point. Yeah, but they've done that before. Yeah, yeah. but if that's the best game, I mean, well, no, I mean, two, I, yeah, but two years ago they they were at Penn State for that Michigan game, and the next week it was Penn State uh, State. Yeah, and and honestly, like, like, but I think the week before is Michigan. So if they lose to Michigan, like that take it's like the decide. What game was it like last year, or two years ago, where like if they lost or if they won, they would have posted game day, but if they lost, but they lost, so game day didn't come. Uh, Is that either last year, or a couple years ago? I forget what it was, but there was like a situation where like Penn State had a big game and game day was going to come, but they lost the game, so game day like switches something else. I don't know. But, all right, so I'm saying whiteout. Okay. All right, week nine, what do you got? I think, um, considering I, I'm going to go Penn State, Ohio State. Uh, I'm, I'm going with the uh, largest cocktail party in the world. Oh, I, was, I didn't even scroll that. Because I, I saw Michigan State, Michigan is that week. There's, there's some, this is a great, the last weekend of October is a great weekend. That's like my favorite weekend of the year too. I'll be in State College, yeah, Florida, Georgia. Okay. Uh, week ten is me. Uh, <coughs> I bless you. Thank I'm you. gonna say Clemson or Dame. Um, one second. Yeah, but they would have already. Wait, week ten? Yeah. Oh yeah, well, I don't know that's what I was looking at, yeah. Um uh, another good week too. I'm gonna go with uh Baylor, Oklahoma. Fair. Fair. What one did you pick? Oh, Notre Dame Clemson. Because at that point, I think Notre Dame is going to be hopefully irrelevant. Hopefully Clemson, too. Yeah. 
right. What do you got for week 11? One second, I got to let it load. Um... All right, I'm just throwing this out there. I'm going to go with Nebraska-Michigan. Oh, my God. Hopefully not. It's, that's, this is another tough week. Uh, I'm going to say um, Wisconsin at Iowa. I was looking at that one, too. But I think that maybe somehow Nebraska is not god-awful this year. I hope I'm so sick of Nebraska. Anyway, my ESPN app just crashed. I have to reopen it. That's okay. I'm. I'm... Oh, next week you want to do um, playoff predictions as well? Sure. All right. That's gonna be tough. Okay. I have I have two teams that I know I will guess, but the other two I have no clue. I think we have the same two. Yeah, probably. Figure out your three four. That's what yeah. I'll say. Okay. What are we on week eleven? Uh no, week twelve. Sorry, I had to reopen the app. I didn't remember where we left off. All right, and you're up first. Uh Utah and Oregon. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that too, because that could be the game that decides who goes well. Yeah, no, they're in separate separate halves of the ACC, or that why is he? No, I'm pretty sure they're both north. Didn't they play in the? Uh, no, you're right. You're right. you're right. You're right. You're right. So I was that would be a game that would decide who goes, but but yeah, I agree that that's that's it. And then what's your last one? Week thirteen. Oh, Michigan, Ohio State. Agreed. Agreed. We will see how uh, how uh, different these uh, these change. Yeah, I'm sure they will change quite a bit. For sure. For sure. Um, damn. All right, the first lock it in of the year. Lock it in. I love that, by the way. The lock it in? Yeah. And next week, we're going to be doing picks. Wow, we're back. We're back. Yo, a request for, um, for, uh, for Chicago. Yeah. If we can, can we get some, oh, Ita- can we get some Italian beef? Oh, Kyle Tucker just... Oh, Vaughn, over the wall, let's go! What's the score? Kyle Tucker. It's still it's still three two, but Kyle Tucker just I don't know if it would have been a home run, but it would have hit the orange and maybe bounced back into play. But Andrew Vaughn, our right our first baseman playing right field, just went up and caught it. Oh, good shit, man. Sorry, you getting Italian beef in Chicago? Yeah. Yeah. There's a place right there's a place right by me. All right, cool. It's supposed to be pretty good. I mean there's a bunch of places. We go to Al's. We go to a place right by. We go to a Portillo's. You get a B from all sorts of places. Cool. 
Damn. Probably going to be for the Bears game. Probably. Damn. Oh, thank you. Dude, I'm, I'm, this, this would be fun. Oh, I love you. Well, I say I love doing picks until I get really frustrated from doing it. Yeah. So. Dude, I can't believe last year you fucked that up and we tied. Yeah, I know, because I got cocky and I said, oh, I think – I forget the third game I picked that I was – oh, it was San Diego State and um, – Utah State? Uh, I don't remember who they – but I was so confident that San Diego State was going to win, even though had we just agreed, I would have won and I just No, didn't. it's a fuck it's – a, it's the fact that you chose – I picked first and you chose the opposite team. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly, yeah. And you tried to fuck me over, too. Yep. Oh, that a boy, Kopech. A nice five-pitch inning. Gotta love those. And that'll do it. He's going to get us through six. We had to go to our bullpen in the sixth inning yesterday, and now we're going into the seventh with our starter potentially still coming out. So I'm not mad about that. Not at all. Not at all. All right, what else? I think that's about it. Cover everything? That we wanted to talk about. For some reason, I felt like there was more, but maybe not. I think it was just Penn State football, game day picks, transfer portal, Think. Yeah, could be. I don't really remember. But uh, yeah, we're we're getting close. We are, man. Damn. All right. All right. All right. We got anything else? Not that I can think of. I, I know we've been doing this for 90 minutes, but it's weird. Like, I think we just started earlier than normal. So, like, wrapping up at 9, it's like, I normally just wrap it up because I want to go to bed. But now it's like, well, I'm not going to bed. So, just enjoy the Sox game. That's, well, we'll see. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hey, we'll talk next week. We'll do picks and we'll do, uh, we'll do our uh, playoff predictions as well. All right, dude. Sounds like a plan. All right. Have a good week. Stay you safe. too, man. I'll see you. See you.